What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? We're back after a long time off. We're we're back with another podcast. We you you cannot kill behind the gorilla, just like you cannot kill David Arquette. Woo! So here we are, much to the immense delight of all of our tens of listeners for the show. You guys are all amazing, and we're here to talk uh, a little AEW and hopefully not too much WWE. But I don't know what Harris has been watching, so. <laughs> You know, there, there's a ton of AEW stuff that we need to talk about, so that's that's the priority here. So, um, real quick, Harris, do you want to get rid of any uh, WWE stuff out of the way? Yes, I do, Mark. I'm so glad you asked. It's funny. I thought about this. All right, I'm going to go and, uh, up, I don't know, clean yep, up or do something leave else. the room. We never, uh, we never ended up recording last week, but... I haven't followed them super closely, but there's three things in WWE right now that I think are good that deserve a shout out. Um, number one, they put Liv Morgan on television. Finally, oh, nice. she's wrestling Carmella tonight. They put her in a tag team for a minute with uh, Tony Storm, which is just money. Like, that's a great decision. Give me a little bit more of that, please. That's that's yeah. good. I'm happy yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. Um, number two. So uh, Nikki Cross has been doing this thing where she goes by Nikki Ash. A-S-H, and the A-S-H stands for almost a superhero because she said some like cheesy line about believing in herself and how she can do great things because she's she's almost a superhero and they're trying to market it to kids. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of dumb. Like I get what they're going for, but it's not like a hurricane thing where she genuinely believes she's a superhero. She's explicitly saying she's almost a superhero, but she still dresses up like one and wears the cape. So like either she mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Or she's not. It's a, it's this weird thing where they try to like split the difference. That but sounds like someone trying to I, uh, someone's thinking too hard. Yeah, I think so. But here's the thing: they put her in a tag team with Rhea Ripley, who's like the biggest, scariest woman in the company. <laughs> they call it Super Brutality. Oh no! And it's great. Like it's amazing. I, I genuinely love it. They have this great, weird, like small and nice and friendly paired with big and mean chemistry. That I absolutely love. They won tag titles after like two weeks. I think because creative was like, oh, no, this is good. This will be fun. Somebody made fan art of it, it's Rhea Ripley just carrying Nikki Cross under her arm like she's a loaf of bread. And Nikki Cross is like pretending to fly like a superhero. It's great. I really love it. 10 out of 10. Keep it up. Um, and then finally, they made Big E the WWE champion. Yeah, I did I'm see that. I'm pretty sure good it was completely... Him. It was completely on a whim. I, I think they were Probably. like, well, we don't have any plans for this contract anyway. But he just tweeted it out. Like, it was almost anticlimactic. Like, one Monday afternoon, he was like, hey, guys, just FYI, I'm cashing in my contract tonight after the uh, Lashley-Orton title match. 
Why would you? And everyone do- was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, that's stupid. I'm sorry. That I, I well, understand why. I under I understand why I it's so that people watch it. But know. that's so stupid. That defeats yeah. the purpose of everything. Yeah. It ruins the already awful kayfabe implications of your own company. It makes Biggie look like an idiot. Well, it makes I think the thinking is it makes him look like a baby face, right? Like he's he's giving these people fair warning. He's yeah, not gonna but sneak there's up a fine line a between looking like yeah. a baby face and looking like an idiot. I look it's a hard line. To, it's a hard line. Guys to, have done to in WWE. Of all the stupid things baby faces have done in WWE, I think this is pretty low on the list. I, I think it worked. Well, I mean, but, that's well, not saying here's much. Here's the sure. other reason it worked. Out, it worked outside of kayfabe because like. I haven't watched a ton of wrestling live. I've been working late these past few weeks for the uh, fall tax season. But I came home and I looked at my phone and it was like 9.50 and the title match was wrapping up. And I said, oh, or no, 10.50. I'm sorry, because Raw is three freaking hours long. And I was like, (laughs) well, hang on. Let me see if he's going to do it. So I tuned into Raw for the first time in like nine months. And the first thing I see is Big E come in, cash in, and win the WWE title. And I was like, heck, yeah, this is great. Okay, you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. So that was exciting. That was yeah. the first 10 minutes of Raw I've watched in a long time. And that was great. I, do they have any long-term plans? No. no. Could they do something fun on accident? Maybe. Possibly. Is it is it cool to see him hold the title and celebrate with the New Day? Yeah, it yeah. absolutely is. So that's three good things. I don't know if that'll be a recurring segment. I might try to make it one just for the sake of variety since all we talk about is AEW every week now but yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good <laughs> oh man that's it we can talk about grand slam now okay good um lots of AEW content this week really not much. it was 1 hour more like they really tried to build it like this like bigger <laughs> thing and it's is 1 hour more of of content um which was kind of weird because I'm I mean, I'm I always miss Rampage's live because I have high school football. But uh, so I was watching it yesterday and on the like app that I watch it on, it was split into two parts. Like they didn't even put it together as one yeah. part. It was it was weird. It was like this hour well, and then the extra hour. It's like, couldn't you have I just think put for TV those programming? Together? They have to do that because I, I was guess. watching it live. And they yeah. do that like they had a break. They're like, hey, don't go anywhere. The show's going to keep going. Yeah. And then it like blipped like it faded to black and then started again and had like the PG-13 and the little watermarks on it. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. I think they had to do that. I guess it was weird, but you know, I'll take it. Listen, that but, was fun. Uh, it felt like a big sh- it felt like a big week of wrestling, you know, like yeah. a big extended show. They did a good job with that. Yeah. So this is a big deal. Uh, they were making it a big deal because it's their first show in New York. Um I don't know if it's ever. I, I don't know if they. I, I'm sure they went went to New York at some point while they were touring before, but uh, it's definitely the first time since you know in like a year and a half or whatever, two years. So they were you know they were mm-hmm. making the New York show a big deal, and I think it was the first time in this stadium, um, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Which is it? Is this a new stadium? I think it must be, but it I don't know be, anything right? about it. Yeah, me neither. That's yeah. why I feel like it's a new stadium. Um, but because uh, apparently this was the first wrestling event ever there. So mm-hmm. um, so they made it a big deal and um, big time booking. Now, unfortunately, I'm I <sighs> AEW has basically ditched any sort of long term storytelling just at all, just across the whole company. Their long term storyline is like, oh, we have this group. 
And then that's their story. The elite exist. And that's their long-term <laughs> storytelling. Um, they don't really do feuds. It's just, hey, next week this big match is happening. That's kind of where they're at right now. Um, and that's what this was. Nothing on this show was really built up. It was all announced last week, pretty much, or the week before. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. which is, and like it's it's fine because they keep having really good matches and everything is still really interesting, especially because they just brought in so many people all at once. But I do hope, I, I still hope they, they actually go back to long-term storytelling at some point, like they were doing a lot at first over that first year and a half. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought that was done really, really well. And I have no idea if this is the case, but I wonder if it's because Cody has not been involved in nearly as much. Cause he's doing all his other dumb stuff and needs to get back to wrestling. <laughs> Um, I have no idea. I have no idea if that has anything to do with it or not. Probably doesn't, but it did seem like at first Cody was very much involved in, in booking and stuff like that. And everything was very structured when AEW first started. And it is not at all. They have no structure right now. Um, especially uh, with so many people they brought in. I mean, and that's a part of it. So I just hope that when this stuff can settle down, I hope we can get back to structured long-term storytelling because they were doing it so well, and I missed that. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I was going to say, I, I think the biggest thing is they've added so much talent and the roster is so stacked that you can you can pair different pieces together every week and yeah. have really good, really fun wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. And I think when they first started, I mean, they had talent, but the roster was thinner, and you kind of yep. had to sit down and get okay, well, let's do a Cody match this week and then a Bucks match the week after that, and then we'll intersect these two pieces here. Like, you kind of had to map it out to give everybody a little bit of, you know, the the big stars and not run the same matches every week. So Mm -hmm. now, yeah, I think they've gotten a little spoiled, and I hope they settle down at some point. It feels like, I don't know if this is intentional, but it feels like they've shifted from, like, we're building to pay-per-views to we're putting on a really bang out wrestling card every other week. Mm-hmm. Like it's a television focused product rather than a pay-per-view focused product. Yeah. And yeah, it's, that's fine, but I do kind of hope they settle down at some point. Yep. I don't know. We'll see, but it yep. could have been worse. Could have just been a bad week of wrestling. And oh yeah. Was. No, no, no. The, the week was good. I mean, like I said, for all the flaws AEW has storytelling, which and a lot, they've had a lot of them in the past few months. The matches that are being produced have been pretty much solid uh, across the board, yeah. and um, that that was the case for the most part this week. I will say right off the bat, I didn't think I I am Rampage is losing me, Harris. I'm sorry. I am. Hmm. I feel like every week it's just not that interesting. Like I don't know why. I can't explain it. But the past few weeks, Rampage, it's been like meh. Like, I just, I haven't really been invested anytime I've been watching that show. And I'm not sure, I, I honestly don't know why. I don't know if you have noticed this at all or if it's just fine mm-hmm. fine for you. I don't know. But that's just, I've just noticed that the past couple of weeks. It feels like, so I'm a little biased here because I can't really, like the way you can't really watch Rampage because you're busy with work. I usually can't watch Dynamite Live because mm-hmm. I'm not getting out of the office until 8.30 or 9.00. But Rampage is the thing that like two or three weeks in a row on a Friday night as I'm watching a football game, I think, oh, yeah, Rampage is about to come on. Sweet. So I can watch it live. And 
Yeah. I like it fine. I mean, I think they do put most of their premier stuff on Dynamite. I've, I'll be honest. What happened this week was I was like, heck yeah, Rampage. Heck yeah, CM Punk match. Let's mm-hmm. go. And then I kind of I, I, I tuned out the rest of the two hours. I don't remember a ton of other stuff that happened. Yeah, so it's, no, I was pretty it's much definitely the same their way. third hour of programming. Like it's definitely OK. We're going to have one or two big matches and then showcase talent the rest of the time, which is fine. But, yeah, it doesn't have quite as much drive as Dynamite. Yeah. Um, so that's the way I kind of felt this week, too. I thought Dynamite was far, far better than uh, than Rampage was as a whole and um all right we might as well to start uh harris we saw one of the best matches of the year on dynamite just right off the bat and harris i I, i've made this very clear my uh my short my annoyance with aew over the the past few months for all the great stuff you know all the punk coming in and all this stuff Mm -hmm. i feel like they have been pretty bad as far as the decisions that they've made um I, I don't know if I've ever been more happy with AEW in my entire life than watching Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega in this match. Um, when they announced it, because they announced it last week, again, no build, no anything, no story. It's just here's the match next week, uh, which yep. it's like, okay, yep. fine. I mean, we're all for it. Kenny Omega, Brian. It's kind of it, it's always kind of dumb to me when the champion wrestles not for the title. WWE does it all the time and mm-hmm. uh but aw doesn't for the most part like kenny omega doesn't really wrestle um and when he does it's usually in like trios matches or something like i like that i, mm-hmm. I like that type of yeah. booking um and so you know so for this type of thing it doesn't bother me because they don't do it all the time so it's like okay and for this match uh yes we all want to watch this for sure and as soon as this match started they're like you know here it comes all this you know 30 minute TV time because they always say the time limits, which is great, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that AEW does that. Um, and as soon as the match was about to start, I was like, "If there has ever been a situation for a 30 minute time limit draw in the history of the sport of professional wrestling ever, it is this match right now." I was like, "There's no other booking decision to be made here. There's nothing else." This has to be a 30-minute time limit draw because you got Danielson just in. He can't lose in his first match in. You can't let Kenny Omega lose again when you already had him stupidly lose to Christian for no reason a few weeks ago. And and please don't do garbage 50. I mean, you can have him cheat to win maybe in, in a way. You can maybe get away with that, but... That just gets really old, and it's really hard to do that without just doing WWE 50-50 booking, which kind of AEW has a little bit stumbled into over the past few weeks. Um, so I was like, this has to be it. It has to be that. But I was worried because, again, I have very little fa- I have My faith in AEW has been shaken a little bit as far as rational decision-making. And, um, and then they did it, Harris. They did it. And they did not do it well. Because you need the guy, you need the PA guy coming on saying 10 minutes has gone by, you know, 10 minutes is, has expired. And you need to do that every 10 minutes and you need to have that be a thread. Because when you don't, like they did, the announcers weren't even mentioning the time limit. Not one time. The only mm-hmm. time I think the PA guy came on is for the last minute. And it was so in the yeah. background, nobody heard it because everyone was so loud. The announcers didn't even make a comment on it i couldn't believe it i was like 
who's producing this segment? Tell the announcers to mention this. Like, you have to let people know this because it's just, even though they do a point of saying time limits, it's it's not a factor 98% of the time in wrestling. Yeah. So you yeah. have to you have to announce it because then everyone in the crowd had no idea what was going on because they didn't make any announcements until it was just over. And it's like, well, you can't, that's not the best way to do that. You, you throw the crowd off with that. But, um, so I think they kind of flubbed the actual, not the match execution, but like that element of it a little bit, but they made the right decision, Harris. And it was, it was the perfect decision. And it was one of the best matches I've seen, all year by far one of the best ever AEW matches and it it sets everything else up perfectly because now who in the world is not ready to pay $98 to watch Kenny Omega <laughs> wrestle uh, Brian Danielson in a rematch for the title absolutely 100% yeah, it was brilliant yeah it was great I loved it the only so I'm not mad that they did this I get why they did this but again I'm leaving the office at like eight o'clock and I'm thinking to myself, okay, no, this is perfect. I have time to go to the gym. I can get home shower and be ready to watch the main event at like mm-hmm. nine 30 and watch Brian Daniels and wrestle Kenny Omega. And then I get to the gym and I see you tweeting about it. Cause I get all the notifications when people like those tweets. And I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> they put it on first. Yeah. So I had to run, find an elliptical and I watched it on my phone, like as it was happening and like dismissing the notifications from the behind the gorilla Twitter <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. That were slightly spoiling it for me because it was yeah. like five minutes ahead of me. But yeah, no, I agree. Great decision. Like that's exactly what you do and don't overthink it. Like you said, time limit draws are a really useful tool that yes. aren't used. Yes, they're not used often. nearly enough. But yeah, I agree. I don't even think you need to announce it every 10 minutes, but the way they – um like just the last 10 or the yeah. last five. Yeah, not yeah, just something. The last you one, have to do it something some sense of rising intensity because time limit draws are best done when you have that sense of rising intensity. Right. Oh no, there's only 10 minutes left. I yep. got to put this guy away. Yep. It's only a minute. You know what I mean? Like the, the rising and it went from, this is a really great match. I wonder how much time is left to, Oh no, we got to go fast. Like, right. It was a little too abrupt, but that's a, that's an absolute nitpick. This was a really fun match. The crowd, I mean the whole week, the crowd was awesome. Mm-hmm. But this was, yeah, this was perfect. And this was a tone setter. I'll be honest because I missed the beginning of it. I didn't know it wasn't for the title until later. So I was oh, like, I wonder okay. how Mark feels about this being on first when it's a title match. But the fact that it yeah. wasn't makes it the perfect thing to put on first, you know? Well, so and, I'm, and when I'm you're going the full and when you're going the full 30 and that's another thing, when it was the first match, I was like, this has to be a 30 minute time limit draw. Cause that's why you yeah, put it on exactly. first. If you're doing, you know, that long of a time, it makes sense to put it on first. Exactly. Um, I will say, I'm I well we'll we'll get to it later. Um but okay. uh this match was basically perfect. Again, they they needed to do a little bit more of announcing the time at the very end, but literally other than that, I thought everything else was was perfect. Um the match was incredible. It was an actual wrestling match. Again, AEW has really gone away from actual wrestling. Again, I I want to think it's cuz Cody's not been involved as much, but they 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 haven't they haven't been and this was two guys who know how to wrestle and they're not going to do all the crap that the internet wrestling fans enjoy that they're they're going to actually wrestle they're selling everything they're building everything no one hit a finishing move like it it's it was awesome it was mm-hmm. awesome it it was it was picture mm-hmm. perfect and i hope every single wrestler in AEW watched this match 
and will take note of it and will try and aspire for this type of this type of just sheer craftsmanship that these two guys are able to do. I thought Daniel Bryan died multiple times in this match. Mm-hmm. When Kenny Omega hit that V trigger running down the ramp, I audibly like yeah. yelled. Um, and we know yeah. it's fake. I still yelled because it it yep. looked awkward. Like it not only just because of the move, and it, that move always looks rough, but it was like mm-hmm. it even looked awkward with like his positioning, where it looked like he wasn't mm-hmm. even bracing himself for it or anything. And then just oh man. There was a couple of those moments where happens with Sting too, where you're like, no, don't let him die. Like, don't let him fall on his head. What are you doing? And so uh, there was, but but that that leads to better matches. Ultimately, when you believe something's real, um, it leads to better selling. And, you know, Danielson's one of the best. So that was that was awesome. Um, And then you have it at the end. You know, you have, you know, some kind of beatdown stuff come come up, but it makes sense. You know, you have the elite and all those guys come out, but then you get you get the young guys, you get Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus coming out and getting to be involved in, in all of that with Christian. And so I thought all that was done really well. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed this match immensely. It was fantastic. Cannot wait for the next one. Yeah, cannot wait for the next. Yeah, one. it was awesome. That, all right. It was great. I mean, I'm I, yeah, that's it. Let's let's keep moving. I still have a lot to talk about. Um, so then, very very wisely, CM Punk came out next because you got to have something after that. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't really like that Punk was like, "Man, I hate to follow that match." Like, okay, thanks, Punk. Now you just made MJF and Brian Pillman sit there and start sweating. Uh, but uh, that was a <laughs> perfect little after. You know, I mean, that, that's CM Punk will still get a reaction after that, and so that was the smart move to do. And nothing even happened. He just came out and chatted for a bit. And I, I remember I tweeted, I was like, CM Punk's the new Stone Cold. It's just, hey, Punk, here's a mic. Go out and talk for a segment. It'll work. People, you'll, you'll be over. People will love it. And that's kind of what he's well, doing. It did. And it's it was great. Awesome. I know it is awesome. Dude, I, that's my point. That like, promo was so good. It was. I, that was awesome. And that's the kind of stuff we've been missing out on with him not being in wrestling on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Like mm-hmm. I, So I watched these out of order. I saw that match live Wednesday. And then I, I finished my workout. I didn't watch the rest of Dynamite for a couple of days. And then I saw Rampage live. So I saw his match before I saw this promo. But I okay. love this promo, man. I love yeah. that, like, you know, when you think of the best CM Punk promos, you're obviously going to think of, like, the pipe bomb and, and something like when he came back. Like, these sort of metatextual things where he's talking, like, outside of kayfabe as much as he is in kayfabe. But he's so darn good at just delivering a here here's the thing i don't like you here's what i'm thinking here's what i'm feeling we're gonna fight that's all this was and it was awesome it was so good and he walks you through his emotions from like hey i'm just happy to be here what a great match that was to no 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 no. i am furious because they tried to take that away from me Mm. and i'm gonna kill him (laughs) it was so good yeah i loved it it was it was just fire, man. He's so good at what he does still. He's he's incredible on the stick. I loved it. Yeah, the only thing is I'm just waiting, man. I'm just waiting for Ricky to get better because it's it's driving me nuts. <laughs> I'm just like salivating over like Punk and Ricky Starks wrestling. Oh, that dude needs to get his neck fixed. Hopefully soon because that, that's going to mm. be amazing 
when when they finally get to wrestle. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about it in a bit. But the Hobbs match was really good. Um, so MJF wrestled Brian Pillman, and I thought they did a great job. I, I think this feud was really nice because again, I think they really really messed up with MJF. Huge. They they couldn't have messed up with MJF any worse than with that awful awful Jericho feud. And uh, so I think this was this was pretty decent. Because then you can put him in a feud with, a, you know, a lesser someone where he can be the bigger star in this scenario. And, you know, and you're getting over Brian Pillman. There's some real stuff there. You can let MJF be the biggest asshole ever. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then he can he'll he'll win the match, which 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 he did. And I thought this was great. I thought this did a great job for MJF right now. And it did a great job for Brian Pillman Jr. Building him for future whatever. So. I, I enjoyed this short little kind of mini feud, and, and I thought this match was good, too. Yeah, I think it's a perfect TV feud. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. It didn't have to be this big build to a pay-per-view. It does elevate Brian Pillman Jr. as, like, a valiant singles baby face. MJF still gets the win, obviously, because he needs to kind of, like we said, he needs and to go on a And he basically got a clean win, Jared too. Debacle. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't have to hit him with the ring every fight. You know, sometimes you just beat him. Because you're better than them. Like that, yep. that works. And you know, so, it. yeah, I really solid. Yeah. That's what I was going for. It's real <laughs> solid. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that match. Um, and I, I, I mean, I don't think the feud's over. I think, I think they'll still do more with it. And I think it's good. Uh, then you have, um, one of the worst things going on, uh, Malachi black and Cody Rhodes. I'm sorry. I think they've done a horrible job with this feud. I don't know what they've been thinking. I know a lot of people have liked it. Um, I don't really know why. Uh, like, they did the one match. Again, no build. Just here's here's Malachi Black, and he's going to wrestle Cody. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then he squashed him. And then they did that weird concussion mm-hmm. fake retirement thing. And then Cody just is gone to do other garbage non-wrestling stuff. And then that's it. Like, nothing happened. Cody did not show up. He did not speak. He did not do anything. Malachi Black just beats up nobodies for a few weeks that are somewhat associated with Cody. And then all of a sudden they're just wrestling. And then he just showed, you know, Cody showed up last week on dynamite and for the first time and nothing happened. He just like beat him up. No promos were made, no talking, no anything. And then it was just, now they're going to wrestle next week. And then here's the match. And it's just been so weird. I don't know. I have not enjoyed the booking of this at all. And, and then you have the crowd who's just 100% against Cody I mean, which pisses me off in one way because there's no reason really with everything Cody has done. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. You, I, I, Part of me is a little bit annoyed with Cody just leaving all the time, which at the same time, hmm. there's so many people around. I get it. You know, his like, he can be like, well, I'm not really needed right now because of all this, which is fair. But um, I don't know. The whole thing just rubbed me the wrong way and was annoying and the match was the match was good i mean these two guys are really good so i enjoyed the match but i don't get it like i just don't get it i i don't get i don't get anything about this match the crowd was 100 against cody then there's like weird stuff with arn on ringside and brandy and it's like they don't know what to do. It's like nobody has any idea what's going on, including the people who are booking it and the wrestlers themselves. And 
I don't know. The whole thing came off very disorganized, just and confusing to me. I don't know about you. I think so. I the the vehemence with which people hate Cody Rhodes is a little weird to me because it's garbage. Like, it's so stupid. I mean, outside of like outside of kayfabe, we, he's clearly good at what he's doing. Right. Right. In in kayfabe. He hasn't given you any real reason to think he's an actual heel character. The but people like, that are unironically hate Cody, which is most of the internet douchebags, it doesn't make any sense I don't know. to me. It makes no sense. Like I don't get it. I, 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 there's nothing. There's nothing Cody has done to warrant that. Like people compare him to all this I, other stuff, and it's it's all not true. Who else has been? What other big star has been squashed multiple times? Name one. Yeah. None. There's no argument any of these people can have for legitimately yeah. hating Cody. So you you can you know in I, kayfabe or something that's different or ironically that's different. But the the amount of genuine hate that he has just is so maddening. Pisses so me off. I think I, I agree. I think I think that's kind of coloring your perception of this match and this feud. It so is. like if MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. is a great like I just said it's a great TV feud like for a couple episodes. The only thing that really I, I think is weird about this is that this feels like a pay-per-view feud. This yeah. feels like but nothing okay, has happened. He squashes Cody on TV. Then there's a few more weeks of build. Cody's right. going to come out in like his yep. you know Homelander America costume. Yep. We're going to get a couple promos. Basically, I was expecting this to be like the Anthony Agogo feud. Yeah. Building up to another match where I, I kind of figured Aleister Black would win again a sure. little bit more definitively. Like that's I'm I'm cool with all of that. It's weird that it happened so quickly, to the point where I did not know this was happening on this episode of Dynamite yep. until like it was happening. Right. I like thought it's we would so. Like I said, it. they've just abandoned any sort of coherent well, storytelling right now, and it's here's weird. The thing. I, yeah. But so here's the thing, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I think, I think they're trying. Maybe this is why the booing doesn't bother me as much. I think Cody is telling a really good story here, which is. Cody, Ro- I'm, I'm in kayfabe now. Cody Rhodes is a guy who believes he really is incorruptible. Right. But he can't handle, you know, he has to big brother somebody, right? And he, like, he'll call it gamesmanship or whatever it takes to get an advantage, like Arn and Brandy being there and, you know, getting in the ring and, you know, all this different stuff to try and win. And, like, it's this really subtle thing where like he's do he's not an out and out heel but he's doing things that make him unlikable and sure. malachi black's entire thing is calling him on it and i think there is i i don't know i don't spend as much time i guess looking at this on the internet but i think there is a level there are like a lot of the people who are booing him get that i think some of it is ironic and like meta okay cody rhodes the character is being more of a heel than he thinks he is and Malachi Black is calling him out on his hypocrisy, and that's why he wants to crush him. That sort of thing going on there. I just think they should have given it more time. Yes. To make it very clear that that's what they're doing. Yeah, that that's but what I want to say. Like, I like like that's good. Like, and that's good storytelling. But that hasn't been what's been happening because nothing has yeah. been happening. He hasn't been on the show. Like, there's like, not been like they've been. Like yeah. it hasn't been a thing. Like it's just an implied thing. And again, Eric right. Bischoff says it best. There is no room for nuance in wrestling. Like <laughs> you, it doesn't work. So if it, it has to be overt, like stuff has to be done deliberately for wrestling to work. And that has not been happening. So it's like, I like that idea. And, and that's what everyone is jumping to. 
But I don't really think there's a lot of grounds for that with what they've actually been doing. Now, they might end up doing that, and mm-hmm. I think they should, and I think it could be really good still. I, like, I think you can salvage this, mm-hmm. but, you know, and with the way the match went, it... I, I think I, I do think that might be what they're doing. And and again, and if they do that and they actually, you know, put a story and actually go for it, I think it could still be really good. But with what they've done to this mm-hmm. point, there's no reason for anything to be happening. We haven't seen uh, uh, we haven't seen really strife with Cody. Well, we haven't seen Cody at all. So, like, there hasn't been mm-hmm. you have there's been nothing built for me. So it's when, once fans yeah. just start implying everything you're in trouble and you need to you need to corral that which it looks with the way the match went again there was a weird thing with you know he was kind of acting a little a little heelish you have brandy acting kind of heelish the stuff with arn made no sense it almost looked like a mistake and uh hmm. so i'm not really sure what's going on with that but there could be something there um but then you still have black like cheat to win so I don't know if they're trying to make him a baby face. Like this is a perfect scenario to do a double turn if you're continuing this feud and you could mm-hmm. do it really well. But I'm just right now I'm just confused because I think they've done a really poor job across the board with this story and I, I hope I hope they can turn it back around and they can, you know, we can actually get something coherent and Cody's on show every week and we can actually build something cuz again, I think there's something there. Mm-hmm. It's just it has not been handled well yet, and they needed. There's a little work that needs to be done. Yeah, I like it in theory. I just I think it's it's a little bit more meta than it needs to be in the mm-hmm, sense that like the mm-hmm. story is in fans watching it and being like, oh, this is what's happening, and we're not actually seeing Cody Rhodes do it outside of like a few spots in the right, ring. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think that that probably bothers you more than it bothers most people. Like I'm fine with it because it feels like they're going somewhere with it or they have something different to say, but it, it could have been, I, I, I would have liked to see this get a pay-per-view built, not get thrown yes, on the grand yes. slam. That's, that's how I'll put it. hundred percent. And they still could do that. There there's, you know, you did yeah. this spit finish or whatever. So there's more to, to be, to, there's more to go with here. And, yeah. um, you know, we'll just see. We'll just see what happens. Because, um, yeah, again, Cody, uh, Cody's a f- phenomenal baby face, but he's equally as good, if not better, as a heel. He's probably better as a heel, to be honest. And so, and now with so many people in the company, we can easily go back to we, we can have Cody heel for the first time in AEW. And and now, and obviously, obviously, the dumbass fans are primed for it. So. At this point, I'm all for it. That would make him a baby face in my in my eyes. I'm like, yeah, turn on these idiots. They don't deserve you. These well, people are stupid. Well, Same with MJF and Jericho. Really... That turned uh, turned MJF mm-hmm. baby face for me. Yeah. Well, so here's here's what I want to see, and I don't know if they'll do this or not, but I think maybe I'm giving him too much credit here, but I think Cody understands that he has the potential to do like what WWE never would do, which is turn the like a one baby face heel, like yeah. the way John Cena never turned heel. And I want to see him do this. And I think he's capable of doing this in a way that he doesn't believe he's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's sure. what I want to see. I don't want to see him coming out there and hitting people with, you know what I mean? Like yep. being like an MJF heel, mm-hmm. like the kind of heel he's been before since he got released from WWE. I want to see him really, really think he's the superhero. 
and nobody bite on it. And I feel like everything they've done so far has been leaning that way. And mm-hmm. at some point, if they actually pull the trigger, it's going to be awesome. But yeah, yeah until then, I, 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 I want to see a little bit more from it. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I would love that. I think that's because it's different. That, that's that's a little bit different um, and it's kind of new. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm all for it. I think yep, that would exactly. be an awesome storyline. If And again, that's what everyone thinks. But like I said on screen i i care about on screen like you got to make it come through the screen it can't just be the speculation of oh we know what's really going on no mm. no that that means you're doing a bad job of booking this yeah so hopefully they they actually make this overt and actually have you know this be the storyline um cuz mm-hmm. yeah that would be that would be great i think that'd be a lot of fun um all right. So next was uh, oh yeah, FTR versus Sting and Darby Allen. Okay, I have a few thoughts real quick. Um, th- this is again. This is the uh, this is the Sting Sting covered glasses version of Mark. Um, <laughs> I, I I loved it, Harris. I loved it. Sting wins with Scorpion Deathlock, makes him tap out. I'm all for it. Um, story wise and FTR wise, it's really stupid. I understand. <laughs> FTR <laughs> is the best tag team in wrestling. They need to be treated as such. And so from that standpoint. It kind of pisses me off, but at the same time, I'm sorry, I don't care. I thought it was awesome, and and to be honest, though, FTR just were spectacular in this match. They made Sting and Darby look like a million bucks, and it it was they it was it was awesome. And so I, FTR needs to be they need they need to be winning, they need to be protected, and they need to be the main tag team because they are the best. But um. I, I love this match, Harris. I thought it was so much fun. Just just getting to see Sting wrestle. And the fact that he's this good, still, he's 62. He's the same age as Arn Anderson, basically. I saw someone tweet that out. They're like, yeah, he's basically, he's like, I think, a year or two younger than Arn Anderson. And, like, he's mm-hmm. doing that. It's amazing what this man can still do. And, uh, obviously, the, the dynamic with Darby is awesome. That was such a great idea. Sting's doing a good job. He he makes it all about Darby every chance he can get. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, just FTR are just the best. They can wrestle literally anybody and make them look like a million bucks because they're incredible. They came out NWO trunks, which was even better. Um, hmm, hmm. It was it was awesome, Harris. I mean, obviously the best thing in this whole show was the first match, but this was my second favorite, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Do you th- so I it's funny that I just realized this but like clearly the only reason that Sting can get away with this is because he's teamed up with Darby Allen who is like the youngest most up and coming person in the Probably. entire company. So every time he does this it's fine. Well, Imagine it's if it was just 62-year-old Sting beating well, people up. No, I I I think in a way you're right but also not because this is still Sting, and Sting was actively destroyed by WWE in his run, and I think people still mm-hmm. understand and remember that. And so yeah. there's not that Goldberg or some of these others that were just have been way overused by WWE or something or overpushed. Like yeah. it was very short for Sting, and yeah, he had the one title match, but then he got hurt and then almost out of wrestling. You know, like and so. Mm-hmm. It's a little mm-hmm. bit different. Um, 
I mean, and, and people keep forgetting Sting is like one of the top 10 all time most popular wrestlers in the history of the world. Like people forget about that. Like he's right up there with like Stone Cold and The Undertaker and people like that as far as popularity goes. And because he wasn't a WWE guy, we've kind of forgotten because they've been the only company in town for so long. Um, so I, I think you're right in a way. I do think it helps for sure. But I think he would I think at least close to the majority of people would still be kind of OK with it just because it's sting. But with Darby, it, it just makes it even better for sure. Yeah. So I think I think I think that's definitely a, a good point. Yeah, no. And and you're right. I think if nothing else for AEW, just having sting occasionally come in and wreck shop. Yeah, just in fun spots because he's not going to get a title shot or anything. We right, all know right. that. It's just a great way of differentiating yourself from your competitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reminding people why they like this company. I don't know. I don't have too much else to say about this. How do you get FTR back into respectable tag team contention at this point? To be honest, heels. with them, I think you just um, you just book them in a storyline for it. Like, I don't think you really have to do anything. Yeah. Like, they're still that good. And I think people still realize that even with some of this stuff happening. So at this point, I think you could just put him back in immediately. Um, it's just how long till you do that. That's kind of the question. Yeah, because they just got new champions, I guess. I forgot, frankly, until I, until we started talking about this. I forgot that the Bucks lost the titles. So yeah. that's, whoops, that's on me. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Well, I could see them eventually getting them from the Lucha Brothers then. I was, but, but anyway, yeah, I, I agree. It's it's fun. Kind of feel bad for FTR, but like yeah, they've been treated too. much worse. And yeah. we're in this position where like they have so much goodwill and the company has so much goodwill that you're right. They can just flip a switch and be like, no, no, serious again, serious again, and everybody mm-hmm. would buy into it. So Yeah, no. and that, that finish was awesome. The uh the <laughs> I forgot who Sting had in the uh, in the Scorpion Deathlock. I think it was was it Dax I can't Hardwood, tell apart, I frankly. Which, to be honest, is that I think that's the best thing for a tag team. Are the tag teams where sometimes you don't <laughs> even know who's who? It's just the tag team. That was old school. Um, but uh, that finish with Sting having them in the Scorpion Deathlock, and then the other guy almost coming in, and then Darby hitting him with the coffin drop on the apron to like prevent him from breaking it up that was an awesome spot i thought that was a really cool finish spot right there i enjoyed that i enjoyed that a lot um yeah so that was fun that was a fun oh. match uh and then we had the uh title match harris the main event so Britt gonna, baker uh, ruby Soho. Let me just i have some thoughts but uh go ahead okay oh no just let me cut you off here this is one of the things i didn't watch this week it's nothing against either of them I'm glad they're giving the women's division more prominence. The main event for the title shot makes sense. I just did not have the time to watch everything this week, and that's one of the things I left out, especially because having missed it live and knowing that Britt Baker wins and knowing that eventually Thunder Rosa is going to beat her for the title and it's going to be awesome, mm-hmm. I just didn't make the time to go back and watch this. So tell me your thoughts. Um, I kind of half paid attention while it was on, not going to lie. Um, oh, we're the worst. <laughs> I don't I don't care about AEW's women's division really at all. I care about Thunder Rosa and she needs to be the face of this division and until that happens, I'm kind of half boycotting them. Um I'm a little annoyed with Britt Baker. I think she's, she's really still good. Getting cheered? Kind of, 
but they're uh, I think she's really trying not to. Um, okay. I think Britt Baker's really good, and obviously your women's division is lacking of stars, and she's the one right. She you know she's the biggest one right now, and I totally understand that. I don't like the amount that they keep heaping on her. I don't think it's been earned, to be honest. I don't think she's as good mm. as everyone keeps saying. Like, she's the one Punk's bringing mm. up. She's the one everyone's bringing up. And it's mm. like, I don't think that's... I don't think she's there. I really don't. Um, I think she's good. I think she's really good. And I think she's improving. Significant. You know, I, I do think she's good. And she's definitely the biggest personality you have in your women's division, for sure. Um <sighs> She should not have been in the main event of that rampage. That was a horrible idea, especially because she's a heel and it's like, oh, it's Pittsburgh. It's her hometown. It's like, yeah, that, well, that was dumb. I'm sorry. No one cared. You go back and watch. Watch the crowd for the opening match, Omega and Christian for the Impact title, and then watch the main mm-hmm. event. They're dead. That was a stupid move. And the fact they keep forcing that, I don't think it's going to do them any favors in the long run. Mm. And I'm a little worried about that. This may, I mean, I, I'm not mad about this being the main event because it was for the title and you really did need to have the other one first with the time limit thing. So I totally get mm-hmm. that. Um, but the fact that this has happened now multiple times, it's like, I'm just not that interested. I don't care about Ruby Soho. I didn't care about her in WWE. And so I don't care about her right now. And I know she's fine. Like, I I know she can wrestle and she's been fine, but I, I just don't really care. And I'm just waiting on Thunder Rosa Britt Baker again. That's mm. that's all I'm I'm just waiting on that for the title. I'm waiting on that big time feud for the title. And until that happens, I don't know if I'm gonna be interested in much else, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I know I just said I didn't watch it, so this is definitely a nitpick, but this is the kind of thing that like Cody and Malachi Black, I would have liked to see get a pay per view build. Yeah, sure. Because I don't know that much about Ruby Soho. Like, I know, okay, Ruby Riot, everybody liked her. I didn't see anything in WWE that made me, like, sit up and go, like, whoa, this is awesome. But, like, that's not her fault necessarily. Like, you know, that is the company will do that to anybody. Like, that's that's fine. So then coming into this was like, okay, well, give me something to latch on to. And then, look, some of this is my own fault because I've been too busy to, to watch it, but. I mean, if it, how how much promo time did they give her? It was just like, hey, you're not a ton. I, right. I think they had they had that segment on Rampage. They had that segment on Rampage last week, and that was it. Yeah, so it's just, and that's that's fine. But just give me a little bit more to latch onto here. That's yeah. again, this isn't specific to the women's division because we just said the same thing about Cody. Mm-hmm. But I could, I feel like I could have gotten a lot more up for this match, and they just they put it on TV so quick that yep. I didn't have any real reason to care. Again, I continue to spotlight the women's division. Oh, by the way, this is not really relevant to this match, but I just realized that like two weeks ago, Anna Jay is from Brunswick, Georgia. Wait, what? That's yeah. She's really being from Brunswick, Georgia. Yes. Cause I heard that and I said, what? Holy <laughs> crap. I did not know that. That's awesome. Isn't My that great weird? aunt and uncle lived yeah, in Brunswick for years. Yeah, that's, I've been it's to Brunswick really tons to, of times. Right. And it's really like, okay, for the if, if anybody's listening and isn't like our actual friends or family and is from Georgia and knows what this is, like Brunswick, Georgia is way down south of Georgia, mm-hmm. just off the coast. It's and near like Savannah. My experience with it. Yeah. My experience with it is like every year for the Georgia-Florida game, people stay on St. Simons Island, which yep. is just off the coast of Georgia. 
which is very nice, quiet, sleepy island with like a lot of money in it and just this weird little idyllic place to live. And then right off the coast, like right across the bay from that is Brunswick, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is just South Georgia right on the coast. And it's so funny that like, oh, yeah, OK, that's I never I never would have put the two of them together quite frankly anna jay and brunswick georgia but yeah did, yeah so had no idea so awesome shouts out I'm, yeah. all right well we got a new uh, we, I, I guess we got a new uh we got a new uh semi-patron saint of the show then that's what it sounds right. like it's sad that that's followed the or most blocked invested i've been in anna jay yeah oh God. oh dear okay <laughs> that's a different it's a very different connotation when you're talking about a woman somehow <laughs> eh, nah <it> <laughs> poor david arquette doesn't have to be but yeah so that's yeah i guess i'm i'm more invested in anna jay now go go brunswick i don't yeah, know yeah yeah heck yeah um all right well anyway that that was dynamite it was another it was a great great show it was a great show it really was and again for the lack of actual yep. long-term storytelling they're still they're still putting on great matches 100 percent um and that was the case with this this dynamite still a really good episode of dynamite um obviously highlighted by one of the best matches we've ever seen in AEW with mm-hmm. Brian and, and Kenny. Um, so in the rampage again, I was not very invested in this whole show. Like the very first match was punk and uh, powerhouse Hobbs all about that. I thought that was really well done. I liked that match. I loved yep. having Taz and Ricky Starks on commentary. And I loved even at the beginning Taz, like trying to be a commentary, uh, like an actual commentator <laughs> and Ricky calling him out. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, I'm trying to be by, and then he just ditched it the whole second half of the match, and they were literally actively cheering for Hobbs. I loved that because it makes it feel more, kind of in a way, more real. If that makes sense, as dumb as it is, like when you're hearing someone actively yeah. cheering for someone and like living and dying by the moves that are happening, it makes the match feel a little bit more real because that's the way we all watch sporting events. So I kind of yeah. dug that. And it's a fine line with announcers being too annoying and stuff, but Taz is one of the best of all mm-hmm. time. And uh, and then Starks is just, I, I still think he's top 10 in all of AEW on the mic, even now. Ooh. And um, I, I, I enjoyed, so honestly, I enjoyed them on commentary almost as much as I actually enjoyed the match. But I thought the match was really good. You know, ho- uh, uh, Hobbs got to look like a big, you know, he got to look like a monster and then Punk got to look like the wily veteran who was able to beat him in the end. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a well done match. I mean, like you said, it was, it's a solid, this is a solid TV feud and I like this and I hope it continues. And I hope we get to see Starks versus punk hopefully soon because, Mm -hmm. Oh man, I can't wait for that match. Yeah. I'd really like that too. I love your point about Taz because I didn't even think about that at the time, but I I think it's the gradual progression. Mm-hmm. that really makes it work because if he came in minute one and like he's still a heel but if he came in minute one and was like heckling from commentary then that could get annoying yeah but it's the fact that he starts off trying to be professional and then just kind of loses it <laughs> as things get more and more <laughs> intense and his guy gets closer and closer to losing mm-hmm. that's that's a lot more realistic and is very fun that's a fun dynamic to have in the in the role yeah and i love by the way that like in establishing cm punk's like in and out of kayfabe bona fides again they gave him darby allen like the smallest dude so he could throw him around and like look big and strong and smart and yeah darby's tough and he's really fast but you know you give punk somebody that he can manhandle a little bit to assert himself in his first match back 
Mm-hmm. And then you give him the big guy and let him get thrown around a little bit and, and prove that he can still beat that guy too in a yep. different way. And, you know, I'd love that sleeper spot. Anytime a little person faces a big person, <laughs> like the one I always think of is um, Bailey's NXT title defense against Nia Jax. That's how that's how she wins. It uh-huh. ends the match that way. She chokes her out in front of this white hot crowd in London. And I love that spot every time they do it because they don't do that a lot. Yeah. But um, I was and there was a part of me that was like, can he can he can he pick him up for the go to sleep? Can he do that? <laughs> or is his back just going to collapse because he's 45? But he did it. Yeah. And it looked pretty good. It he, was a really uh, did, fun didn't match. Didn't really hit Probably that super, uh, super Hurricane Rana, though. That was that was a little. That, no, that was a little well, scary. The, the the fun thing about wrestling is that like you can still do that thing I love to do, which is just kayfabe it and be like, well, yeah, he hasn't done one of those. Right, right. That that's what <laughs> that's the way I felt works. about the elbow drop uh, when he was lining up to do the Macho Man elbow drop and mm-hmm. then uh, hits it. And I was sitting there, I was like, hey, it wasn't. It was a little sloppy. He kind of flailed a little bit on the way down, and then, and then it was only yeah. a two count. And I was like, well, he's still getting back there. It wasn't quite the elbow drop we're used to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I did have a Harris. Yeah, I had a Harris really kayfabe fun. moment there when uh, watching fun. that, which was which was fun. It's but the yeah, best the match, way to do it. This was a great TV match, and that's not a knock at all. Like you need yeah. that. Every show can't be massive pay per view. You know, you just can't do that every show. And so you got to have these solid lesser TV storylines and matches. You you have to for wrestling to work. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what's going on here. It's really good. Harris, I do have a question. Where did this obsession mm-hmm. with Hook come from, from the internet wrestling community? <laughs> what, what, where? I, all of a sudden, it's just there. And everyone, every article, all this stuff is all this Hook stuff. Mm-hmm. What happened? Is this like, I, or, or is everyone being ironic? Or like, what is, what is going yeah. on? I think it's that. It's just that like, okay, Team Taz is, has, has it annoyed me when it was staying like every week for months. But Team Taz is, do, is, is a really fun, like mid-card heel stable yes, of is. like sort of scooby-doo villains and that's really fun i i think what happened is yeah it's completely ironic it's just like every promo package you've got taz who is taz like who needs no explanation for a while there you had brian cage who is obviously just the terminator mm-hmm. and then you have ricky starks who is like a very different look but still very cool and very tough and very you know great on the mic like this really yeah personable charismatic guy yeah and then you have the fourth guy, and it's just it's well, Hobbs. Just Hook. Oh, right. I forgot about Hobbs. I'm sorry. Wow, he's in this match. He's in the match. I completely <laughs> forgot. But no, okay, but still. So forget I said that. But you know, Hobbs is powerhouse Hobbs. He's also a big beefy guy. Yeah. So you see him and Taz, and and Brian Cage, and you're like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of meat here. And then you see Ricky Starks, and you're like, yeah, well, he's cool and he's good the on mouthpiece. the mic, like Taz. Yeah. That makes sense, right? And then there's just Hobbs, and it's just Hook. it's funny because Hobbs wow. is Taz. You can't even you can't even ah. get these names right. See, this is what I mean though. Like he's just there. Yeah, that's what I mean, dude. There's nothing to like distinguish him. Nope. They don't let him talk nope. really. He's he's just has he wrestled a match? No, he's just hanging no. out, man. He's, he's not. just hanging out, and that's hilarious because even is. though he's Taz's actual son, he doesn't really look like no, it. No, he does not. In, in a way that you would expect, like, Taz's son to look like. No, he doesn't. He's just always there, and he's always kind of floating around in the background. And, yeah, everyone just kind of latched onto it. Also, his name's Hook? Yeah. Like, the captain? Has <laughs> that been explained? I don't think so. I don't think so. It doesn't make... You know what I mean? So there's just... There's so many things there where it's... 
yeah, he's like the and sometimes why of Team Taz, <laughs> and it's very funny to just go nuts for him. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know. But I haven't done it myself, but I definitely get it. I, I definitely get it. It's just it's 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 odd, and I I don't understand <laughs> it. But whatever. I mean. Sure. I mean, I'm all for it. Why not? I mean, they've been doing he, they, they've treated uh, he's been the best uh, treated um, son of someone in the company. He's they've been doing the best with him than anyone else. That's for sure, because they have not been handling that very well for the most part. So I like given that. They've that's done for sure. With Brock Anderson in there. I, I like that. I don't think they're pushing him too much. I like that. He looks like his dad. I like that. He seems I liked this whole thing with Malachi Black. But yeah, I, I look, Hook is certainly the most over second generation performer. It's and it maybe it other makes no sense. But, but yeah, but for some reason, yeah. Um anyway, so I just I was very confused because I don't know what's been going on with that. So I was like, did I miss something or is this is everyone just being no. ironic? Like it's weird. But anyway, sure, I'm all for it. Uh, Russell Hook, why not? I'm I'm yeah, sure. I'll jump on board. Um, all right. Then we have the Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus Jurassic Express and Christian. I'm sorry. I don't care about the I, – I, I had no interest. And I know it's it's Adam Cole's first time wrestling, so that's cool. Like, that part is cool, and I love mm-hmm. having ju- a Jurassic Express, you know, in with the, the bigger guys. Um, and mm-hmm. I love the, the building feud with Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy. I, I think that'll be awesome, and that's a great idea. Um I'm just so over the Young Bucks, man. I just don't care. Like, anytime there's a Young Bucks match, I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't know. It just, it, it loses a lot of interest on me. And I thought the match was fine. You know, it's good. Everyone in there is good. So, it's not going to be bad with these people in the ring. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was just, for me, it was just fine. It was just fine. So, I I think we feel the same way about this match for two opposite reasons. Because I'm kind of over, like... Adding Adam Cole to the elite or the super click or whatever kind of forced nickname they want to come okay, up with. Okay, let me like, say, I will say, I think the super click nickname is fantastic. I don't care what anybody says. I think it's perfect and I like it. And it's it's so stupid, but yet there's a, like, it makes sense. Super kick, mm-hmm. super click. Like, mm-hmm. it makes sense and it's so dumb at the same time that it's perfect for these yeah. stupid heel. Like, I don't know. I like it. I yeah. think it's good. I, I agree. I agree with you. It's stupid in exactly the way that these guys are stupid. And right. Obnoxious. It, it's, so it, I, it's, I get it, it. regardless of if you like what they're doing or not, like it's consistent. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I think I think adding Adam Cole to that mix makes that dynamic really fresh again. Oh, because yeah. 100%. He's, he's absolutely going to tear them apart and like have a civil war with Kenny Omega. And it's yep. going to be great. Yes, it will. I I am over. And when you say, oh, it's Adam Cole, the former leader of the elite, but now he's in a tag match with the Young Bucks. Like, that's really interesting. Yeah. I'm over Jurassic Express tagging with Christian. Yeah. I feel like for the last two months, they have had a mixed tag match with the two of them and Christian versus like Team Taz or like a dozen interchangeable Mm -hmm. members of the Hardy family office. They probably fought QT Marshall at some point. I'm ready for Christian to turn on Jungle Boy and have that feud happen. That's Ooh, what I want yeah, to yeah, I'd be down for that too. That'd be fun. That that's what I really want to see, and I I kind of tuned out of this match yeah. for that reason because I'm like, oh gee, I wonder if wait, okay, don't tell me. Um, the elite one, and then they had kind of a beat down afterwards, and they did some really annoying elite stuff. 
Am I uh, am I close? Uh, probably. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure that did happen. Okay. So that's fine. Just yeah. give them give them other stuff to do. I'm a little over it. Yeah. Also, I feel bad for Luchasaurus. People forget when the pandemic hit. Luchasaurus was top four most over people in the entire company. Like, 100%. It was like Moxley, Cody, Darby, and Luchasaurus. And then the pandemic happened, the crowd went away, and he's never gotten back to that since then. People still like him. I think him, that's why I want... But it, it's not the same star power that he had before, and they've been booking him so poorly, and he keeps losing. Like, he took the pin in this match. It's like... He was going to be a guy and then you just kind of they just kind of abandoned it. And it's it's a little it's a little frustrating. And I get how Jungle you Boys, know, the up and come like I get that out of this group mm-hmm. and I'm all for mm-hmm. it. But like Luchasaurus deserves better than this, man. Like he's was so over and, and has the ability to get so over. He can talk like he can do all of it. He you know, so I, I'd like to see him get more of a actual push like like he had back before the pandemic hit. You know, I wasn't thinking about this until you started talking about it, but I think that's why I want them to break up with Christian because it feels like it became, yeah. instead of Jurassic Express, this really fun dynamic duo with a unique gimmick who works really well as a tag team, but also as individuals. Mm-hmm. It became like Christian and friends, yeah. and I'm tired of that. Yep, I agree. No, I'm 100% with you. I've been kind of annoyed cool. with all the break Christian stuff they've done. Um not, nothing against Christian because Christian's still great. Like he's his matches are still incredible. But it, but I totally with you. I'm so over it. It needs to needs to be done. Um, but I can't wait for Jungle Boy Adam Cole. That's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be a banger of a match when they wrestle. So I'm all for that. Uh, then we have um, oh boy, um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Jericho and Hager. Harris, this was horrible. This was <laughs> okay. Let's talk about this. This whole thing is about- just garbage. The whole f- everything about it <laughs> is some of the worst booking and some of the worst performing I've ever seen in wrestling. It is the most uninteresting schlock maybe we've ever seen in AEW. <laughs> and like, there's really there, it's there's wow. there's a level of fascination with it an entry because it's so stupid and so bad that it almost makes it interesting but not i wonder if we're fascinated by the same thing but but not quite it is so it's just so forced (laughs) it it just seems so unnatural so i don't even know the words to describe it like this so just doesn't seem real it almost seems like a parody of itself (laughs) like it okay so and then Jericho and Hager treating it so seriously made it even worse. And so I'm like, so it's, it's so weird. Okay. So let me tell you my, my impressions on this general thing that resembles an angle. And then you tell me like how on the same page we are, if you have different okay. thoughts and feelings about it. Okay. Um, this match started happening and I muted the television because I was like, oh, whatever. Okay, we're doing like these two guys. Yeah. And I don't like I I don't mean that against any of them. As no, no, no. I'm just I like, agree okay, men you. of the year have kind of been in the wasteland since they debuted. I've never really been that invested in them. Whatever. I liked him when they first started Jer- before the Dan Lambert stuff. I thought they were doing great on their own when they were well, feuding with Darby okay, and all this stuff. So, I thought that was done. I thought they were going places. 
Well, so then you have, you know, Jerry. Okay, so here's the thing, Mark. This entire thing feels like Jake Hager really wants to join American Top Team to like revitalize his <laughs> MMA career. And I don't, here's the thing, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. care about any of the kayfabe implications of what's happening. But I love, it's very funny to me that they're trotting out this real MMA gym with like real MMA fighters mm-hmm. every week for a pro wrestling segment that like, I don't think any of the like any of them care about and I don't care about any of the kayfabe implications. But it's very funny to watch Paige Van Zant and her husband beat up Chris Jericho. Oh man. Like it's just I don't care about any of the wrestling angle in this. I just think it's fascinating to watch people like Jorge Masvidal pretend they care about pro wrestling. Yeah. But also like get out there. Here's the thing. I think they had fun when they did their running. I think they got out there and were kind of like, yeah, all right, let's go. Like, it's just, it's all these people who like definitely think pro wrestling is kind of stupid, but we still trot them out there every week to like, to play heels. I don't really know what they're doing. Again, I don't either story. I, I do not care about, I don't understand it, but there's something so funny to me about Jorge Masvidal reenacting his knockout of Ben Askren with Chris Jericho and watching Paige Van Zandt come out there in, like, a sports coat and a bra and just, like, pantomime punch people. It's it's awful. I, I gotta it's... be honest, I was pretty entertained by this, considering I don't care about what Chris Jericho is doing right now. <sighs> yeah, that's fine. Too, but... just, that's something I don't, I don't see a lot, and I didn't watch the match. I literally like I was I was doing something else on my laptop and then I looked up and I was like, whoa, top team run in. And then I unmuted the television and watched the beat down and had a very good time. <laughs> so yeah. that's probably not a good sign for this as an angle. But like I was I was sports entertained. So, well, I guess there's that. But uh, the problem is it's <laughs> such a hard. It's such a bad idea bringing in MMA people it into is. wrestling it's very uh-huh. rare that it's ever worked. Like you had Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. That's probably, I mean, obviously Brock, but he was a wrestler first, but Ken Shamrock is probably the most successful of that type of thing. Um, maybe, maybe Kurt yeah. Angle, even though he wasn't MMA, he was an actual wrestler. So that's kind of similar, but Ken Shamrock was the guy right. I and mean, he was the UFC actual killer. And he, he right. actually was able to make a transition into wrestling that worked and was very successful for, for many, many years. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just so hard to do because you're sitting there and you're like, these people would murder everyone in this ring. And we're having to, like, pretend that they wouldn't. And it's funny because at the same time, they're so bad at the actual performance aspect of this. Right. That they're the ones that look like idiots and incompetent. The, the, the actual killers, the ones that look like incompetent idiots. And the wrestlers are the ones that look more competent when in reality, you know, this is not – there's no chance of any – I mean, yes, you have Jake Hager. So, yeah, for sure, he's an actual fighter at the, you know, at this point. But for Jericho, any one of these people would rip his head off in about three and a half seconds. Um, mm-hmm. And with when wrestling, so- your whole thing is fake fighting – it's just mm-hmm. hard to do. It's it's the same thing of like doing MMA matches as a part of wrestling like they did with Jake Hager and who? <laughs> Wardlow. Yeah. And I thought for what that was, yeah. they actually probably did it as best as you could. I actually think they did a decent job for what it was. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's a good idea. And I think you're exactly right. I think somehow 
Jericho has a lot of clout, obviously, in this company, you know, being one of the senior guys there. And I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. Jake Hager wants to join American Top Team. So they're like, hey, reach out to this and let's see if we can make this happen. I think you're on something. That's the only thing that makes sense about this whole feud. Because nothing else ma- makes any sense of why it's happening. Okay, so explain explain the kayfabe feud to me first. Because I don't, I don't know, know what it is. why this man is involved or why. Okay. It just, no, like I said, there's no storytelling. <sighs> Literally two, like last week. Jericho just came out while okay so over the past mo- few months what's his name uh Lambert has been he joined with these two guys because he thinks wrestling wrestling is a bunch of pussies right now and these are the only <laughs> two actual wrestlers so he's basically just spouting what? off all of the right wing agenda that everyone is saying about people like cancel culture and political correctness and all and no oh, one's a man Lord. anymore and all that that's all it Correct. is and these, and, oh, and, okay. So and, we're going to turn to the men of the yes, year to return. Yes, and, and well, to Ethan Page <laughs> is like a multi-time Taekwondo black belt, like for real. And um, okay. Scorpio Sky was a big-time wrestler. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty sure he was a big-time like actual amateur wrestler. Um, okay, can I be honest with you for a second, Mark? Can I just interrupt you? Sure, sure. I really hope they try to bring back the brawl for all. Let's just steer right into it. Let's let's do it. Get Jake Hager some gloves and get him out there. For our and let's show, get yeah. Stupid. For our show, I hope it happens. Absolutely. Um, let's get weird. But uh, so that's been going on for months now, and um, <laughs> and then just randomly. But they've not been feuding with anybody. He's just been talking to nobody. Like he just a backstage segment, just talking to the camera. And uh, well, and haven't they been doing like WCW at WrestleMania 17 spots where he's like got a bunch of American top team fighters just like in the suites with him? Yes, like yes, they're that's all been just happening hanging out yes. at the wrestling yes. show. Yes. Oh, yes, that's it is. Um, see, this is real stupid, but I'm and, really enjoying it. And then, literally, like last week, Jericho and Hager just come out during one of their promos and just interrupt them and then just say, This is dumb, we want to fight you, and then. Here we are the next week. Again, no build up, no anything. Just that's the match next week. Uh, so, yeah, there's no storyline happening. Um, it's just it is. It's just it, it, it's just that it's just what it is. There's nothing more to it, um, at least not yet. I And it just oh, it's so bad. Uh, like I'm sitting here. You watching Austin Vanderford like in the ring with like Jericho and you're like this. Yeah. this get Jericho out of there. This man's going to kill him like right. Like, I'm legitimately scared. Like, for, <laughs> it's just like, and then Masvidal and all these people, like, these are trained assassins. Yeah. Get them out. <laughs> that's why I think it's so funny. I, I think part of this is because and I they're so bad at acting. All- so they're sitting there just like smiling, like, hey, oh, we're right. on TV. And you're like, oh, my gosh, exactly. this is so terrible. <laughs> that's why I like it. Honestly, oh. I just think I enjoy the like the car crash that it is because yeah. you've got Jericho and Hager who like really think they're doing something. Yeah. And you've got the guy from American Top Team who I think just likes running his mouth and getting the publicity on I'll television. I'll give him credit. I mean, he can talk. He's got... one of the better talkers right now. I'll give him credit. He can cut a promo. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. And then you've got like Jorge Masvidal and Paige Van Zandt and Austin Vanderford in a private jet flying to Arthur Ashe Arena. Yep. I'm like, what are they talking about right now? Like, do you, I, I want to see what that plane is like where they're like, this is like the dumbest thing we've ever done for money, right? Like, it's up there. Oh, well, whatever. Like, I, and I oh. like, they're all very entertaining people. Like, they are. The first UFC pay-per-view I ever bought with my own money 
was the one where they flew Masvidal across the world on like six days notice to fight for the title. And it was awesome. Like, I love that guy. He's super entertaining. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they are out there pantomime beating up Chris Jericho on Rampage is one of the funniest things in wrestling right now for me. I don't know. It's is it dumb? Yeah, it kind of is. I kind of hope they do it for like three more months. I really do. <laughs> Just let's let's really go for it. Brawl for all two, baby. Uh, Bring it back. Yeah, if they do brawl for all, uh, brawl for all two, I'm all for it. Like that would make the whole thing worth it, one hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Um. So that happened. Um. <laughs> Uh, Hardy Family versus Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care. It's another bunch of people that didn't get a chance to be on Dynamite, so we're going to throw them on Rampage and just have them all wrestle at the mm -hmm. same time, and it, it is what it is. There's nothing much more to really say about that. Um, and uh, then Anna Jay and Penelope Ford wrestled. Anna Jay just came back, and they're going to wrestle, and she immediately mm -hmm. lost to... Uh, so Penelope Ford, I mean, yeah, she cheated. She knocked her out with brass knuckles, but still, it's kind of like, all right, you bring her back and immediately have her lose, but whatever. Um, yeah. It's leading to a tag match with Tay Conti, or Ty Conti and Anna versus uh, Ford and the Bunny, which th I like oh, okay. that, and I hope they keep pushing that, because, again, we never see women tag team feuds. Like, that's never a thing mm -hmm. we've seen in wrestling. Not really. And that includes mm -hmm. the tag team titles in WWE. Um so I like that. I hope they actually make that like a women's tag team feud because that's different and we, we don't get to see that very much. And I like all those people. So, um, yeah, they've been building this feud for a couple weeks now and yeah. I've enjoyed like as somebody who has only barely been able to track what's going on lately to track that feud like from week to week. I think that's mm -hmm. a good TV feud. I think it fleshes out the women's division. Well, once again, going to be wild when Paige Van Zandt gets inserted into it oh, for no boy. reason, but <laughs> <laughs> they won't do that. Look, man, There's as no much as I love Paige stupid. Van Zant, she's horrible with stuff like that. So it would not I don't think that would go too well. But I don't look, she's no Ronda Rousey in no, more ways than one. No, Let's just put it that way and keep going. Nope, nope, she's not. Um All right. Uh and then there was a main event. Um Suzuki and uh Lance Archer versus uh Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And I'm not gonna lie, at this point I was just kind of burnt out with the whole show. Um and I'm sure, and so I kind of, I watched it, but wasn't really paying super close attention to it. It was like a brutal, you know, <laughs> kind of hardcore tag team match. And I'm sure it was really good. I just, I was so kind of, I just didn't, I don't know. I, I was, again, I have to re, I have to watch Rampage afterwards. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to watch college football yesterday. And like, I'm like, oh crap, mm -hmm. I got to watch Rampage. So it was kind of one of those things when. Mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted it to be done, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I don't know if you probably watched it more than I did. So please, uh, <laughs> apparently the match was really good. Uh, I'm sure the match was good. All these people are great. So l let me know. Okay. You want to know what's really funny? After this great like four hour week of wrestling that we got, we just spent like 20 minutes talking about a really weird MMA run-in segment. Yep. I did not watch this match. We're going to end the show on that. <laughs> I literally here's the thing, Mark. I understand on Dynamite why they say, look, we're going to put like one of our best matches first. Sure. Because you want to grab people. And like they've historically done that. I get that. That makes sense. Um, Punk should have been the main event yes. on this show because yes. I really yes. I really kind of faded out once you started watching. When is the I'm last kind of time we've because... had like a singles main event in an AEW show? I mean, they, they did it with the title match for the women, but. 
it seems like every week Didn't it's they... some tag team or multi-man main event. It's like they're turning into WWE with their main events. Well, you got to do that at some point. I'm not offended by that per se, but like, I understand why you want to put a big match first. And for something like Wednesday night, when it's a non-title match, like that's perfect. I totally get it. If CM Punk in his first TV match, like that's yeah. big enough to be your main event yes. draw. Yes, yes. I guess they were trying to appeal to like the hardcore fans and the Japanese wrestling fans. And I'm kind of a hypocrite for this, right? Because mm-hmm. I was a few weeks ago. I was like, yeah, I love John Moxley just fighting different Japanese guys every week. Not enough for me to like stay up and watch this tag match. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I don't know. I just wasn't that into it. It's it's fine. Good for him. I'm sure it was a good match. Everybody involved in it is very talented. I did but it like really the uh, screamed like B show match. Yeah, it? yeah, and which is something you shouldn't have with Suzuki wrestling in AEW. Um, mm. But mm. Uh, I did like that Homicide came out at the end of the match to join uh, with Moxley and Kingston. So I liked that. I was like, hell yeah, man! Mm-hmm. The NWA guys uh, coming back. So anytime we get an NWA guy making an appearance i'm i'm all for it so uh i don't no. know i don't know what that's gonna lead to i don't know if he's if this was just an appearance or if he's coming to AEW. I, I don't know what's gonna i don't know what's happening with that um but uh but I, that was fun to see getting to see kingston mm-hmm. and homicide together again i enjoyed that yeah i liked that um just, again just do that first that's I, yeah i, would I agree this this is an opening match i 100 percent agree this is an opening match Punk in his first television match as a main event. I totally agree with you. That should have been the way it was done. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for all the wrestling that took place this week. Again, there we, was a good bit of stuff. We complained a lot for like four hours of wrestling that were pretty quality. And I think yeah. that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that's true. But it's more fun to complain about stuff. That's why the internet exists. Um, but for all of the complaining stuff, we got to see one of the best AEW matches of all time already with Danielson and Omega, yeah. which was just picture perfect. And the fact that they actually did what they were supposed to do was just so nice to see. It was like, yes, yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's not about being different or unexpected. Sometimes the obvious thing is what you're supposed to do, which is one thing that WWE has not adhered to in the past few decades. So uh, that was just refreshing. It was just great to see. And um, it made the whole yeah. for and, and there was other really good stuff too, like we talked about. But just that alone, everything else could have been garbage, and it still would have felt like a good week of wrestling because we got that match. Like that's how that's good it true. was. So, I enjoyed it. Um, all right, make sure and follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla and Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand, and I'm at Harris Wilson. Go ahead and do that. And uh, any final thoughts, Harris? Hmm. I don't know. I'm curious to see what they do next week. It can't be as big, surely, but maybe we'll start piecing together some uh, some longer term build. Also, if you follow me on Twitter, there's going to be a lot of college football tweeting, so just be ready for that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, me too. That's about it. Um. All right. So thanks a lot, guys. Nice to be back, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah.